Jeez. Thanks for listening to Two Drink Cinema. If you'd like to support us further, head over to patreon.com slash twodrinkcinema. As a patron, you gain access to exclusive bonus episodes and can contribute to the making of Two Drink Cinema. The support of our patrons can help us go from a D-grade flop to a box office blockbuster. Patreon.com forward slash twodrinkcinema. Cheers. Drink cinema! Jeez. Welcome to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. We are two brothers reviewing movies, two drinks at a time. Were you miming? I was um, charading two drink cinema. Oh, okay. For all of our... Visual listeners. Anyway, visual <laughs> listeners. Uh, we are reviewing this week. Uh, oh, hello, Brett. Hi, how's it going? Yeah, good. Um, You're right, babes. We are reviewing Hot Fuzz mm. because it is celebrating an anniversary of note. 15 years. <laughs> um, it is a somewhat anniversary, so it's an excuse to watch it. It's a good movie. It's one of few British movies that we have on the list for this year. First up, our cocktail. We're straight into the cocktail that you will have seen on our socials on Thirsty Thursday. Can I just say? Yep. This cocktail looks good. Yes. and Very well presented. um, It had a few extra steps. Okay. Because most of our cocktails are just chuck stuff in a shaker and shake. Yep. We looked, I looked up quite a few possibilities for a hot fuzz cocktail, but a lot of them were hot. And mm-hmm. I just don't like the idea of warm alcohol. Okay. Like yes. one yeah. was like, get a peach fuzz cocktail and mix it with a hot toddy. And then yeah. you've got a hot fuzz. I'm like, no. No. That's making two cocktails and putting them together. Mm. I thought that's too complex. What I've done with this is complex. Okay. Yes. What I found, because this, as we said in the preview, if you're a Patreon, is uh, the second of Edgar Wright's Cornetto trilogy uh, between Hot Fuzz and World's End. So I found a... Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yeah. Shaun of the Dead. Hot Fuzz is between Shaun of the Dead and World's End. Yes. is what I was trying to say. Thank you. So I found a Cornetto Martini. Oh, Cornetto. Challenge one from the shops. is that we're in Australia and Drumstick is overpowering Cornetto in every supermarket it's, freezer. It's actually quite sad. Yeah. Um, but we found Cornetto minis. We did. So it's quite a process. Step one is to scoop the ice cream out of the cone. Yep, into a cocktail shaker. Into a cocktail shaker. shaker. And then you put in 30 mils of uh, Baileys, 30 mils of vodka and some ice. Yep. And then you shake it up. Keep the cone of the Cornetto. Yeah, that's an important step. Uh, shake it up. I would not get the Cornettos with the hazelnuts. Oh, okay. Because Don't they all kind they're of not going to end up in the cocktail anyway. That's but maybe right. they add a bit of flavour. Um, so scoop the ice cream out of a Cornetto. We couldn't find main size Cornettos, so we scooped the ice cream out of two Cornetto minis. Yep. Put it in a cocktail shaker with 30 mils Kahlua, 30 mils vodka, and some ice, uh, and then shake it all up. We waited for the ice cream to melt a little, 
shake it all up, a lot of shaking, uh, and then strain it into a martini glass. And then yeah. garnish, garnish with the cone. Which is smart and looks very cute. Yes. So we're going to taste oh, the Cornetto Martini. Cheers. Mm. It tastes like... It's creamy. tastes like a Cornetto. It tastes like an alcoholic Cornetto. <laughs> um, and then the thing is that you can, can, eat, the, eat, you the can eat the cone, which is good because it's got the chocolate lining of the cone. Mm. And then you can use it as a spoon. <laughs> I would not advise using it as a spoon. It's quite nice. Um, for the record, I'm not a huge fan of Bailey's. I think I've said before that I don't like the idea of the combination of dairy and alcohol. Yeah. Um, We've had quite a few creamy cocktails, though. Which is, yeah. But this is nice. Mm. The original, original had uh, Kahlua. But because neither of us are particularly coffee fans we decided to go with the baileys so yeah that's good nice yep well done all right into the movie i i don't want this to come across badly i had forgotten just how good it is yeah i laughed um quite a bit it is an incredibly well written Yes. Movie. I was thinking, is this funnier than Shaun of the Dead? And I'm like, I think well, we'll it might have to be, go back and watch Shaun of the Dead. I think it might be funnier, but not like anyway. You know what I mean? It has layers, levels, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, and layers. Like, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but the subtle jokes, yes, in amongst the script are great. The very obvious jokes are great. Yeah. The but then as a horror movie, well, like action, if you just watch yeah. action horror movie, if you just watch these three movies, you'd go Edgar Wright is a great director. Yes, but he's a great horror movie director. Shaun of the half of Shaun of the Dead, a great action director. Half of Hot Fuzz. Why half? Well, because it's half comedy, half. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And I thought you were saying you directed half the movie. No, no, no. <laughs> and he's a great half disaster movie director, World's End. Yeah. But then Baby Driver, as an action thriller, great movie. I haven't seen and I know I need to see Last Night in Soho. Yeah. Um, is a great whatever genre that is movie. Mm. He's also just a... He must be such a perfectionist. I was going to say, like... Give give the fucking editor of this movie an award. Like, Jesus oh. Christ. The, and the, the editor bit, the main bit is late in the movie where you notice the, uh, the yes, the cut. Yeah, when the guy oh, he blows his own house up. Yes. And there's the cuts between them watching the movie, and him yet, getting a hit on the head and it comes back, yep. him going to the toilet, but then it cuts back to him. Yeah. it's That is so well done. Yeah. And then at the end of it, Oscar winner Olivia Coleman says, I don't mind a midnight gobble. I don't mind a midnight gobble. <laughs> I, don't, well, I actually wrote that down because I was like... I wrote down, she won an Oscar as the fucking queen. And she says, oh, I've had my top off in this lay-by. <laughs> <laughs> it's the funniest thing. 
Oh. And then at the end, she get uh, after she whacks that chick in the face with the wet floor sign. Everybody likes to be the girl on girl. <laughs> and then the old bloke that you can't understand just says a lot. Cock. <laughs> that was that was just like that's what it was. She goes, oh, everybody, you know, who doesn't love him? I love a, a midnight, midnight gobble. gobble. He goes, cock, cock, or something else like. Oh, and then when she says, I've had my job off in this way by already tits, tits. <laughs> it's it's such a funny movie, but it's also so well done as an action movie, but also so well done as a tribute movie. Yes. Um, because it has got all of those bad boys and... Um, point, break. point Break and yeah. all of those references in there. You know, it's the you know in the preview, you said like they contacted to get the rights and stuff. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, oh, did you really have to? And I forgot how much yeah. it was. Well, one they show the movies. Yes, and then they also almost quote it. Yeah, and reference it all the time. So the bit, the bit at the end where Nick Frost shoots his gun in the air and screams yes. is so good. <laughs> have you, have you ever shot your gun in the air and yelled "Ah"? <laughs> the, it's just like I was thinking in writing. There is a there's a ring theory, right? That's not a asshole joke. Okay, it's a ring theory, right? Yeah. Where the the start. A good story, the end mirrors the start. Yes. And this nails that. Because you see that woman riding on her bike and you see... The three people standing near the church. The three people standing near the church. And you see the guy with the big coat and you see the woman talking on the walkie-talkie to the woman in the shop. Yeah. Um, Check out his arse. Check out his arse that then becomes check out his his horse. horse. (laughs) Um. It just like the way that it comes full circle on itself um, is both a tribute to these types of movies, but also just makes a really good story because in the last 20 minutes, Nick Frost does every single thing that he asks Simon Pegg about in the first bit. It's very good what these Simon Pegg, Edgar Wright, Nick Frost movies, the trilogy. Yeah. is very good at is setting up things for later. Yeah, yeah. And doing little little Easter eggs, if you will. Like, you know, even it's like you go to Sanford, Gloucestershire. It's a lovely town. It's one village of the year many times. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh, village of the year. But then also Bill Nye, he sa- like he says, you can't just make people disappear. And even though it's not Bill Nye that's making people disappear, yes. yeah. the town and that Neighbourhood Watch Alliance, which yeah. sounds so much more aggressive than the Neighbourhood Watch Association. Because <laughs> yes. Shane was like, what does NWA stand for? I'm like, Neighbourhood Watch Association. Then they start Neighbourhood Watch Alliance. I'm like, oh, that sounds serious. <laughs> yes. Um, but he's all, he's very skilled. You know, he did take advanced driving and advanced cycling. Advanced cycling. And his arrest rate is 400% <laughs> higher. Yes. That is absolute madness. Uh, and he goes through the three levels of the hierarchy before Bill Nye just goes, you're too good. You're making us look bad? Yeah. See you later. Yeah. You and your peace, Lily, fuck off. Yes. I would not... How's the hand? I would not have guessed in a million years that that was Kate Blanchett. 
It's it's if you don't know it, you can't see it. But once yeah. you say that's Kate Blanchett while you're looking at it, you go, Yeah. Yeah. So for those who didn't work it out or look it up, yeah. Um, because we talked about it in the preview, patreon.com forward slash two drink cinema if you want the previews. Yes. Kate Blanchett plays Simon Pegg's ex girlfriend in uh Janine in yeah. the CSI gear. That is, that's with funny that great well. joke of like, does that look like someone I date? Yes. And then it's no, it's Dave, the guy next to him that looks exactly the same. The funny thing he goes, we need to talk about this, and they go, I'm not Janine. I'm not Janine. <laughs> and then does it, and then again it's like, does Bob look like someone I go out with? Yeah, it's Dave. Hello, and they look <laughs> exactly the, the same. same. The what I talked about in the preview, the way Edgar Wright has shot the ordinary things to be very quick. Yeah. And action-y things. Yeah. Like when Martin Freeman picks up the phone to call the inspector. It's like... Choo, 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 yeah. Which is not how you'd normally pick up the phone. Uh, and all of the stuff, just him going to the country on a train. Yeah. He's shot like, you know, high octane, as they describe action. High Ooh. octane action films. Uh, and doing the paperwork, all of that stuff. But then that flips at the end when the actual action stuff like uh, happens. So he's staying at the... This is one I didn't get with the Swan, right? Yep. I hadn't noticed before. Um, he's staying at the Swan Hotel. Oh, yeah. In the castle room. And then later oh. when Mr. P.I. Staker... Yes. Um, ...calls about... His Swan. His Swan that's yep. escaped from the castle. I didn't know that. His Staker. That. <laughs> but the names, P.I. Staker... Yeah. And then the kid that he arrests is named P. Cocker. Yep. Peter Cocker, then yeah. Mr. Blower dies. Mr. Blower Even dies. Even Skinner. Skinner, and then the 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 reverent priest, whatever, is called Shooter. Yes. Yeah. There's some clever, clever names in that. I love the Fascism. accents. Fascism. Fascist hag. <laughs> and those are some of the, you know, coming full circle things that are very obvious at the end of the movie. When she shoots him and calls him a fascist, and then he shoots her and calls her a hag. Yeah, I love that accents. Yeah, um, and they're all good. It, and Nick Frost's accent is very good because that's not his normal accent. Mm. He's mm. putting that on uh, for the character, which is great. I wrote down here crime statistics, and I don't that's know it. what that is <laughs> reference to. Oh, I think because then it's like. Leading into the whole, there hasn't been any crime. Well, the quote from Jim Broadbent is, there hasn't been a recorded murder. Yes. In over 20 years. Yeah. Uh, even though there's been plenty of murders and we see the skeletons. Uh, and who knew that once you die, you keep your big bushy beard? Big bushy beard! <laughs> that time he sounded a bit... It more like Professor Slughorn from Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it is it is so well set up that the Neighbourhood Watch Alliance just seems like your normal town, very oh, yeah. uh, officious and like, oh, those boys wearing hoodies sitting yeah. on the fountain. Our hoodie infestation. And a blight on our town, the living statue. <laughs> Gosh, I hate so I good. hate a fucking living statue. Oh, they're way. dumb anyway. Not to the point of like 
Euro trip where he punches on with the living statue or Hot Fuzz where they murder the living statue. Yeah, yeah. But I will never give them money. No, you're standing there doing nothing. Learn an instrument. <laughs> Do something. Don't even, paint yourself. And then even if you fucking get a pair of drumsticks and an ice cream bucket, like that guy in the city. Yeah, like the chick. I'll the, give him money. Like the guy from Rent, the, the cross-dresser drag queen, whatever, from sure. Rent. Um, and it works out for him, her. They. Them. <laughs> swear jar's great. Oh, swear jar's great, but you know what I noticed on the swear jar? It goes, whatever the first one is, and then it's a, got... A asterisk yeah, S. And then it's got S asterisk T, and then it's got F something something K, K. and it just says cunt. Cunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. And I forgot about that, and I laugh at it every time. Let's, do you want a trip to the Andes? <laughs> It's like, why do you think we call him the Andes? Oh, they're both named Andrews. Oh, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> but Nick Frost is actually very clever because then yeah. Nick Frost cover, follows it up with, oh, and talking to them's like a struggle uphill. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Frost's character is clever. I had a Tom Croydon flashback. Oh, okay. When uh, Jim Broadbent called Simon Pegg into the office to tell him all about rural policing. Oh, there you go. And how it's not as easy. That was the inspiration for the movie. Uh, and no, but actually, regular listeners will know how much we both, particularly me a little bit more, love the cops in Blue Healers. Yes. There's so much that reminded me of Blue Healers because, like, in an episode of Blue Healers, they'll be like, this guy was murdered. And so PJ and Maggie will go off and investigate that. Yeah. But the B story is Adam and Dash have to go somewhere else oh, but because the, this guy's dog bit someone's goose. Yeah. <laughs> so it's there's murders there's happening. The swan, but also... There's the trimming of the swan. hedge yeah. and the murders, yes. which are all storylines in Hot Fuzz. Yeah. I, you and know they were was... hidden in the mine where Maggie and PJ fell in oh, love. They oh, they stooped. Um, <laughs> you know when he's, he pulls over... Martin Blowers and the girl yes. for speeding. And yep. then he's got the thing and he's writing down. He right goes, here. Ah, stop writing. Yep. Okay, stop writing. He goes, get back in there. <laughs> yeah, back in the car. He goes, did you see what I did there? And he goes, you hypnotised me. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I really... it's Simon Pegg is an incredible comedic actor. Yes. But in this movie, he his he's character man. is not a comedy actor comedy character yeah, at all yeah he doesn't get any actual jokes they all go to nick frost but he does it so well and it adds so much to the movie that it's at the, because nick frost and simon Pegg sum up the two parts of the movie as a whole the serious yes. cop part of the movie yeah and that this is a british comedy yeah part of the movie one of my favorite lines from nick frost comes a little bit after after they um, they go and see the play. And the fact that the cardigans love full is at oh, the end of Romeo and Juliet. My, that was my sec- my favourite bit. The other favourite bit of the acting was poison, aptly some poison, duff hang on his lips. Or however hang on his lips. <laughs> Maybe I could kiss him and get some off him. Yeah. <laughs> no, just before that, when him playing Romeo lies down. Oh, and he goes, now. No, no. But even before that, 
he has to adjust the way he's lying down. Like he lies down and then kind of moves so the pillow's in the right place and then lies down again yeah. and then goes, now. Yeah. And, then and then she, she goes, Poison, I'll kiss his lips. Aptly some poison doth hang on him. <laughs> and they sing Love Fool by love the Cardigans. Me. I don't know why though. Because Was that in the movie? They're love fools. It's like if it was in the movie in the Romeo Lerman, and Juliet, maybe, maybe that I was why. That or up. it was just because it's hilarious. I don't know. I'm gonna just Google "Love Fool Romeo and Juliet" song by the. Oh, it is. It's it. I think it's in the Baz Luhrmann. Oh right. Okay. Dear, I fear we're facing a problem. Oh, they are. Well, they're not anymore because well, they're dead. They're dead. After that, when they're in the pub, yes, talking about it, and uh, Mr. Skinner is so menacing. I bet if we bashed your brains oh, God, out, all good. sorts of secrets would spill out. He's so good. And then Simon Pegg tells Nick Frost that they're having an affair. He goes, oh, really? He's like, <laughs> he's got a thing for older men. Yeah. And Nick Frost goes, oh, yeah, because such and such as older brother said he fingered it up the duck pond. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down as well. I was like, and then that comes back later when they're running through all of the things. And he goes, yep, an affair, affair, yep. and then he, duck pond. <laughs> and he goes, duck pond, he goes, older, and he goes, likes older men. Likes and older then, men, and then he pond. says, And then he says, fingered, and then he gets his finger and puts <laughs> and it under his nose. His like it's sniffing his finger. Oh. I was like, what? Um, and then I like also like, oh, can I get you something other than a cranberry juice? Yeah. And he goes, oh. Uh, What's what your wine like? selection? Uh, we have uh, red or And then he has to think about white. it. <laughs> white. A pint of lager. Pint of lager. What can I get for you, my love? She said it was 55. I'm, I'm 53. 53. <laughs> and then Nick Frost comes up and goes, another pint of lager. Right, my love. <laughs> the accents. It's so, so good. And then, what makes you to want to become a policeman officer? What made you want to become a policeman officer? <laughs> oh, dear. It's like very quick little things like that as well that are funny. Well, one thing I didn't notice until this watching in terms of subtle script things was that the nickname for the rich guy who made his living, he made his millions on white goods, was Merchant. Simon Skinner's nickname for him mm. is... The fridge magnet. Oh, because he's a magnate of white goods. Oh, fridge magnate. It's, that's very good. Oh. Fridge magnet. Is it fridge magnet or fridge magnate? Fridge magnet. But fridge magnet is a thing. You're not going to call someone a fridge magnate. Yeah, but it sounds like magnet. That just says what they are. He's a fridge magnate. But if yeah. you call someone a fridge magnet, it's like... Because people mispronounce magnate yeah. as magnet sometimes. Um, He's very good, Skinner. Oh, yeah. Like... Much better. Go, what did you think? What a load of tosh. Or whatever he says it after. He goes, we have two professional actors in it. Semi-professional. Well. <laughs> Pop was in this and she played a corpse on Prime Suspect. Yeah. That's the IMDb of everyone in America's in Law and Order. Yeah. That was on um, Prime Suspect. She played a cadaver on Prime Suspect. And he's, yeah, he's so evil and menacing. These fickle customers that I just want to cut their heads off. Yeah, it's like if we bashed your brains if he, in. If he wasn't like that, they maybe would have never caught on. Yeah. But it's a great first introduction to him when he runs up behind me and goes, arrest me. 
Yeah. I'm a slasher. Oh, and then he says something and he's running off, goes, catch me later. Yeah. A slasher of prices. Yeah. Um, he goes, any luck catching that swan then? Them just, swans then? Just one swan, actually. No luck catching them killers then. And when Simon Skinner drives past the scene of the traffic collision. Ooh, yeah. And Romeo and Juliet by Dire Straits is playing. That's very clever. Very yeah. obvious. Yeah, very but obvious. But very clever. But see, if he didn't do that, maybe... Yeah. Caught on. They're spooky. Just to go back to when he moves into the hotel. Yeah. That's a good little bit spooky start. Yeah. Like it's not actually spooky where you're scared. No, it just you're looks. kind of like, oh, this is a funny kind of spooky thing. Yeah. And then when you look back at it later, you're like, oh, she's fucking scary. She's, yeah. She's going to fucking kill you. Fascism. Wonderful. Fascism. Nine down or whatever it is. The one thing that, that the script is incredible and very, very good, but the work of the police cast together, the quick back and forth yeah. of Andy says this and then Olivia Coleman says this, then Simon, da, 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 that yeah. is what makes the script so well performed. Yes. One line that the Andys have. Oh. That I realised comes back later is, oh. you know, there are more guns in the country than in the city. Yeah, everyone and their mums back in here, yeah. farmers and who, their mums, and then at the end, when Simon Pegg comes back, he calls his mum, who's got the shotgun. Oh, so he knocks yes. the guy's car door off. And he goes, Mom! And then the mum appears with a shotgun. Mm. Everyone and their mum is packing. Mm. And then one of my favourite moments when he vaults the fence and two feet kicks the granny in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing was goes, Do you wanna you wanna be you wanna be a big cop in a small town? Go hang out in a model village. Oh, and then they end up in the model yeah. village. See, very good. That is Brutal as well when Timothy oh, Dalton gets the spider at the church. That is the second worst one. Worst, the, the worst other, or best? The other one is when the yeah. guy, other guy gets the spire of that. Ah, uh, that is gruesome. Poor Tim Messenger. It's great though, Tim Messenger. Morning, Angle. <laughs> Morning, Sergeant. That that is a good way of establishing that he's a bit. These people are a bit all chatting to each other all the time. Oh, yeah. Because the first morning that he's there, he's only met the two from the pub and the one from the hotel. And yes. they all know Morning Sergeant. Yeah, yeah. They all know him. Check out his arse. Check out his arse. For the pub. 999 is the code for the evidence locker. Yes. Which is great because that's the number to call the police. Yeah. yeah. In, in Britain. <laughs> We're going to go to the pub then. It's uh, and that that obviously reminds me of Blue Heelers. To go to the pub that they have a normal day policing and they go to the pub and then the next day they have a great day policing and like we should do something to celebrate. What about the pub? The pub. It's the same pub. Right. Same pub. Do you want to come in? Do you want to come in for a coffee? Mm, no, sorry. Oh, tea. Oh, no caffeine after midday. Another beer. Uh... Oh, and then that cuts to, I thought he was opening yeah. the Grolsch, but it's the I, I fridge I actually almost was starting to write, they go, he wouldn't have Grolsch at yeah, home. Like, <laughs> But then it cuts back and forwards. Is Grolsch still that. a beer that people drink? 
Get us in touch with us on the Facebook yeah. if you drink Grolsch. Grolsch, if you're listening. And you want to sponsor us. Yeah, don't because I don't drink yeah, beer. Yeah, I don't drink beer. If we make a cider Grolsch, then that's great. Yeah, true. So, um, so they blow up the fridge guy. Then they kill the thing at the fate, which is insane. Gruesome. Which is very good at building the suspense. But also, he gets drawn in the raffle, and they're like, oh, Tim, your number's up. Yeah. And he is, because he's dead. Because he's dead. Yep. Um, and it's a good, because it's like ticking down to three o'clock and the, the rattling of the thing. Yep, yep. And then also, that um, there's a stand that the lurch guy is running Yarrow. at the, ch- at the, the church, church fate, fate called Splat the Rat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what is Splat the Rat? What game is that? But I think it's more just the words of like it's killing meant the rat. To be like, I reckon it's like a whack-a-mole. Yeah. But Splat the Rat, Tim Messenger is He's the a rat, rat. And he got and splatted. Skinner is going to splat him. I don't know if that actually happened, right? Yeah. Of that steeple falling from that height in that way. Yes. Whether it would still stay in the head like that I with the body. I don't think it would. It'd just be like, you'd be It'd just cloven in twain. No, I think it would just crush you. Yeah. Because that's like 100 kilos of bricks. Yeah, falling from quite a height. A height. And it's very accurate. Yeah. He's very accurate is the old James so what, Bond. What is with movies we're watching recently with churches that need that have roofs that need fixing? Oh, this, well. Sister Act. Maybe we should sponsor it. a church to fix their roof because obviously every church yeah. needs a roof restoration. They're old buildings, I guess. True. There you go. That's our that connection between it. Sister Act. If we do Six Degrees Later and it's Hot Fuzz to Sister Act, it is that they both have churches that roofs need fixing. They both star a church that needs fixing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, and, and then the florist. She's like, oh, well, I was getting told by the messen- Tim Messenger, God rest him, <laughs> about, <laughs> about Mr. Merchant, God rest her, and God rest, God rest the lot of them. Yes. <laughs> That's very well written. But over all of that, Janine, Kate Blanchett at the start, says um, you've, you won't change until you meet someone you care about more than the Force. Yes. And ordinarily, you'd think it's a time-life movie where he moves to a small town and falls in love with the librarian. Yeah, that is but like kind of dowdy, but then she takes her hair out and her yeah. glasses off and she's attractive. And she's hotter than Kate Blanchett. Yeah. And... But it's not. It's a bromance. It's a bromance. And it's a great bromance. And they've done well to write music for it that's half romance, half happy action music. Yeah. Like, this is the best cop bromance since John McClane and Al Powell. Oh, I thought you were going to say Turner and Hooch. I didn't cry, though. At Die Hard? Or no, this? I cried at Die Hard. Oh. When... When John McClane hugged Al Powell. Yeah. I didn't cry in Hot Fuzz, though. I was too busy laughing. Yeah. It's too funny. And I think because it's like they do the serious bit, but the... Because the, the, it's Nick Frost sometimes doing the serious bit. It's still funny to me. When he's like, yep. you just can't turn off that big melon of yours. It's yeah, funny. Yeah. Just the way and that he's he meant to be funny. that, like, cute, funny offsider, guys. Which then makes it funnier when he gets serious as a character... And repeat something he serious goes, Simon Pegg says. Because we sat through three hours of so-called acting last night and the kiss was the only believable thing in it. 
Because they kissed three times. Yeah. They did a little peck and then he's like, oh, and, and kissed again. And he's dead. Yeah. So <laughs> when, they, um, when they, one of the great lines, and this is Nick Frost's character is cleverer than people give him credit for. Yeah. Is when he goes, we did get a little drunk because <laughs> they're carrying the little drunk yeah. home. Uh, and then he pays them for the taxi ride home. And Nick oh, goes, Frost yes. goes, thank. Then Simon Pegg goes, yeah. here's your change. That's a that, reflection of real life. Well, it is because mum once drove <laughs> someone home at the baseball club. So we play baseball. We played baseball. I occasionally play. I Dad played four played games. a lot. And so they would go out drinking and mum would be the designated driver. Yeah. And dr- drop a couple of guys home on the way of dropping, bringing dad, not dropping dad home. Yeah. Like they live at separate houses. <laughs> Arriving at their yeah. own house. And one of those taking people home on the way home that probably wasn't really on the way. No. It's probably like no. 10 minute, but then just around the... Yeah, anyway. So mum dropped this guy off and he woke up when she pulled in the driveway and gave mum a $50 note. Yeah, he was so drunk <laughs> and he didn't know what was going on that he thought mum was the taxi driver. Yeah, he knew mum quite well for yeah, probably 20 for years by years. this point. <laughs> Uh, and still was convinced that she was the taxi driver. Mum, because she's lovely, gave the money back. That's where we're different. <coughs> if that was me, I probably would have kept the money. I would have looked in my wallet to see, see if what I had else a 20 it... yeah. and then given him some change. <laughs> because probably over the journey, mum did give this bloke 50 bucks worth of lifts. Oh, I would say, and then some. <laughs> At least. Yes. So... They're on to Nick Frost. Ooh. They've done away with Nick Who else Nick doesn't Messenger. love a midnight gobble? That's oh, such a good cox. one. Cox. Um, they're on to They're on to Nick. They've got rid of things. So then they're now, now we've got to get rid of Simon Pegg because he's spoiling the party. Yes. Like the big bushy beard. And then they're, um, they go to attack him. And well, they send Yorick Playtime's man. over. That is, a good, that is a great line. And then he picks up the phone. It's very funny. It goes... Have you done it? Yarp. Yeah. So he's done with Yarp. And he's struggling. He goes, Narp. <laughs> and then that's okay. Meet me at the castle. I didn't realize that the movie was over two weeks. It does seem that it's like three days. He gets there on Monday and then Wednesday is Inspection Romeo and day. Juliet. And then the weekend is the end. Like it does yeah. seem like a week. Yeah. Which is good. Like they don't get... Hung up on timing and all of that crap. They have murdered so many people. Oh, ridiculous. Including murdered Bill Shakespeare, which it takes Simon yeah. Pegg a second goes, to get. Who? What? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. William, <laughs> William Shakespeare. We're trying to make Sanford great again. So Trump's clearly a fan of this month. <laughs> <laughs> They're all wearing red hats under those black hoods. <laughs> You know what I liked about that? Like the they have the neighborhood watch alliance meaning at the castle, that castle later yep. with the hoods, but it still starts like, oh, she's named the babies this. Oh, and lovely. The christening is on the nineteenth. Yeah. We're all invited. All of, and then she hands over to him the same right. way. It's it's very well done that all of the evidence and the hints for Skinner are there. Like in that oh, yeah. story, if this was a Agatha Christie, 
that's it, he's guilty, away. Well, cause it, like, because they don't worry about evidence. They just worry about what Miss Marple Yeah, whatever Miss Marple or Poirot says. Yeah. Oh, well, that must be true. And and Angela Lansbury. Not yeah. that she's not Agatha Christie. No, she she's wrote. She wrote. Um, um, once they say it, that's it. But in the modern day, you need the evidence. Yeah. You need the CSI. You need Kate Blanchett to come out and look at it and Bob and Dave in Hello. a little menage a trois. Yeah, so it's like at the fate when he's not there... When he's, he's not get, gets called at the raffle. Mm. He's in the loo. Good alibi. Being in the loo. Being yeah. in the loo. Yeah. Because no one's going to go and inspect the loo. Yes. But then I he's do not, love... He's not Judge Judy and Executioner. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that it's not... That all of that story is like... It's going to ruin your business. That's why you killed these people. But it's not. It's just actually going to make the town look a bit shit. So you yes. killed him. <laughs> yeah. It's like we. It's we will win this best town award. Which I don't know. Do they get money? No. No, I don't know. Oh, and God. I do love that the judges are there as they the yeah. cop chase goes <laughs> through the town and the sign falls over. Yep. So all of those hints that it's Skinner are there, but then all of that could be right, but is wrong. But it's still Skinner that's involved. Yeah. Which is very well done. One thing I noticed in this watching that I hadn't noticed before is that when they're in the supermarket, the guns still have the evidence tags on them. Oh, yes. I didn't notice that either. Yeah. They've still got the evidence tags on them as they're shooting up the butcher. Um, That has a weight. That's too many knives. It's a lot of (laughs) knives. For a supermarket butcher shop. Yeah. I don't even reckon the Coles Deli has three knives. Oh, would it have more than three? They just use the Five. slicer. Yeah, it's just the slicer. Coles don't have butchers anymore. I don't know Some why do. they decided that they butcher having was a... Oh, nothing like a bit of girl on girl. <laughs> nothing like a bit of girl on girl. Imagine <laughs> that. Imagine <laughs> that being <laughs> belted with a wet floor sign. Yeah, that'd be... That's hilarious. Ouch. Um... My favourite bit of the fighting in the street is yep. when the lady, I can't remember what she does, but she's the one that's always on the bike. Yeah, yeah. And she's just riding through and just got the two guns. Two guns, bang, 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 bang. Pulled out of, obviously pulled out of the basket. Yes. And you see a lot of the basket throughout the film. Um, and then the old lady from the hotel with the like big machine gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like... Oh, I'm 53. The priest... Father Shooter, he's not a priest, he's a minister. Okay. He, when he just goes at the end, oh, fuck off, grasshopper. <laughs> yeah, case, and then when he gets shot, he's like, oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's great. It's great. We, but we've done the thing where we just quote the funny yeah. funny lines, but it's a very, it is a very layered movie and it's very... Ring like that ring theory that I talked about, yeah, and it all comes back in on itself, and even its references to other movies, which you think could be just like, oh, it's just setting up this, you know, he likes movies and he hasn't watched any, yeah, which he then references is like, you've been watching too many <laughs> movies, Sergeant Angel. No, Ooh, he, hasn't. he hasn't. He hasn't. But you ain't seen Bad Boys too. <laughs> I haven't seen Bad Boys I haven't too. seen Bad Boys 2, and I'm not going to. I've seen Point Break. I don't think I've seen... I haven't seen that. A couple of times. 
I haven't seen Super Cop with Jackie Chan in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I will. No, or, not for, or that Chuck Norris one or whatever. Not for three pounds ninety nine, even. <laughs> everything, yeah, everything he asks about, they do at the end. The car chase, yeah. the shooting outside the car as it's being chased, the jumping in the air shooting, all of it. The shooting in the air while yelling "ah," it's all in there. Uh, and they finally get the swan. Yeah, they get the swan, and then the swan knocks out. Jim Broadbent, yeah. Frank. Swan, and they pull over and they and then it's funny after it's like quite intense and they're doing the car chase yeah, yeah. and then they pull over, put the swan and then they get back in the car and the swan's just the in the back. The in the middle, <laughs> yeah. He does that very well in all of all three of these movies, Edgar Wright, is yeah. does the comic relief in a, not in a someone's there with a funny line way because you could very yeah, easily yeah. give Nick Frost a joke. Yeah, and that's your comic relief, but you're still in the middle of this intense car chase with a swan there, <laughs> mm. which is a, a clever way of doing comic relief differently. Stay back, or the ginger nut gets it. Why was there this random kid? Well, I thought that was going to be. Doesn't there somewhere earlier in the movie someone makes a joke about someone being a little ginger? I don't think so. There's the joke that the kid's name is Aaron A. Aronson. Yeah, which Shane didn't get. I'm like, it's just a funny name, Shane. No, because <laughs> earlier in the movie, it was like, oh, what are you going to do? We'll Arrest everyone. We'll go to the phone book. What are we going to do? Call up Aaron A. Aronson. Yeah, and Simon Pegg thinks that that's a joke on the phone book, but really there's it's, someone in the there's town. There's a little ginger, ginger nut a called little Aaron, ginger nut. Aaron A. Aronson. Aaron A. Aronson. Who kind of is there just for that joke. And then he's hanging around for a bit. And then even at the end, he's just kind of standing there. <laughs> yeah. And it's very sunny that day. He shouldn't be outside. He, yeah, I know. He shouldn't. He should definitely have some SPF 30. And a wide brim hat on. Mm. And Although a Legionnaire's hat. The sun in England is not like the sun in Australia. That's true. We've had English friends that have come out and sat in the sun and like and just like burnt lobster yeah. red. When back at home in London... In London or in London. Or London. 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 As they say it differently every time. London. Uh, it's very different, the sun there. Anyway, but Ginger's public service announcement should be careful about going out in the sun. Yeah. Not because Frank's going to hold a gun to your head or Timothy Dalton's going to hold a gun to your head. Yeah. Because you don't want to get sunburned. Yeah. The longest joke in the movie is Bill Bailey. Nobody tells me. Nothing. 20 minutes in, you see Bill Bailey with neat hair. 22 minutes in, you see Bill <laughs> Bailey with messy hair. And Simon Pegg's like, what the hell's going on here? And then 70 minutes later, yes. you see that there's two of them and you go, oh, that's funny. But you don't laugh out loud because you just go, oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny and doesn't really need to Doesn't need happen, to be there. But nope. okay, we'll take it. But sure. Bill Bailey has four lines in it and gets quite a big, like... Yeah. Credit. Four lines over the course of 80 minutes and one joke. Yes. Nobody tells me nothing. And didn't know we had a mounted division. Yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't, like, Shane and I both didn't kind of put together that he wrecks his car, so steals the horse. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Cool. I thought that was quite obvious. Well, maybe other shit's going on. Maybe we were just like, how cool is it he's getting all these guns that we didn't yeah, think okay. about the horse? Right. 
He should have dragged the sea mine behind the horse and just yeah. flung it at someone as he needed it. The only not believable thing about the movie is that they all survive that explosion. Yep. Because Clancy and Constable Joe... Oh, don't. ...did not survive too... the explosion of the Mount Thomas police station in Blue Healers. They died. They all died. I'm tearing up. Um, poor Constable Joe. Poor Clancy. Oh, Clancy. Don't. I do... When I've watched Blue Healers, every time Clancy comes on, even though it's six seasons before he blows up, I tear up. I watched an episode of Blue Healers the other day and yep. Clancy was on it. And somebody called him the R-word. That's not cool. Because it was it's also the country in the nineties. Yeah. But I was like I was like, Oh <laughs> don't call him that. I was like, How dare you? Did you think that uh someone could be blessed by having a child that wasn't oh, like Nancy? Let's, let's not get into that. Sorry, Scotty from marketing. <laughs> I read ahead like Batuta Advocate really just comes into their own in an election year. It was it's like SNL. When Trump got elected, they were sitting there going like, "This is shit for the country, but fuck, we got four years of material yeah, here. Yeah. This but is even great. like <laughs> this this six weeks until we have our election, Batuta Advocate is just they must like be like JB Hi-Fi in December, just hire extra yeah. staff yes. to cope with all of the shit that's going on. And the headline the other day was like, Scotty's empathy consultant breaks tenth clipboard <laughs> after. After hearing him say he was blessed to not have disabled children. We're not a politics podcast. Let's leave it at that. Uh, we're not even a Blue Healers podcast. No. But we'll move on. The revealing the grave after Ooh, yeah. Danny gets shot good. is very good. Yeah. Because it's the mum. Where do you get the flowers from? Uh, that's a good question because the florist is dead. The shop and the supermarket are arrested. People would have moved. Buford well, those Abbey. two, Buford Abbey. those two, um, those two fellas from London that she was going to sell the shop to, who they're gay. <laughs> they're a couple. Um, let's be honest. Um, uh, they've must have what moved they, in by now. They decided that they're going to open a florist on the side of the motorway. Yeah, the bypass. Just oh, I better. I'm going a hundred miles an hour. I better just stop in here for some flowers on my way to Mum's place up in the north. We've all done it. Yeah, true. We've all done the... Probably Simon Pegg did it on the way to... The, no, he would have got it from the big multiplex at Buford Abbey. Buford, yeah. And he becomes an inspector. Yes, he just does. like that. Because he's the only one that could do any really police work. Well, that guy whose helmet doesn't fit, he becomes a good cop at the end. Lucky we've got the manpower. Got, yeah. Actually, you should say staffing because manpower's a bit sexist because, you know... And then Simon Pegg goes... You love a bit of manpower, don't you, Doris? Oh, you cheeky bugger. <laughs> you dirty bastard. Oh, give her an Oscar now. She is great. She, ha- You know, it's funny. She only really has like 10 lines. Yep. But she's in a, a lot. Yeah, yeah. She's and always all just there. Like, it's all just like one-liner, bang, yep. one-liner, yep. done. And that is... I, I, love, I love actors with... Breadth, mm. like a, a a lot of actors are comedy actors, and yes. a, then there are actors that are drama actors. Yes, but Olivia Coleman nails this. Yeah, and then nails Queen Anne. 
to yeah. the point of getting an Oscar. Mm. Nails Anthony Hopkins' daughter, the role of <laughs> Anthony Hopkins' daughter. Well, she nailed him into Lee by <laughs> cock. Um, <laughs> God, you just <laughs> lost the plot then, didn't you? She's a great actress, is my point. She's a very funny lady. I've seen her on, like, you see clips of her on, like, the Graham Norton show yeah, and stuff. But also, she was in um, Mitchell and Webb, the mm. sketch show. Yeah. Um, along with those guys. Uh, and what's the other show that they had that just has a word as the name? Casualty. <laughs> EastEnders. <laughs> no, there's another sketch show that Mitchell and Webb do that has a name that people will be yelling at their radios for, but that's not I don't the know point. if that's our audience. The, yeah, Edgar Wright, just a precise, perfectionist director, all that stuff in the town, and they show Simon's Pig, Simon Pig characters... They show Simon's Pig. <laughs> Miss that. <laughs> that's the porn. That's, um, Simon's Pig, yeah. Simon's Pig, that's the porn parody. And... They show Simon Pegg's character kick down the model door of the supermarket. Yes. And then when they fall, they fall on the grass, knocking over the sign that says, please keep off the grass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all those tight little edits, which are as much the editor's done a fantastic job as it is Edgar Wright's vision. Yep. But it just all works so well. Olivia, I Olivia am... Coleman has been in everything. This is crazy. Yeah, because she's good. Green Wing? No. Confetti? No. The Bill? I'm trying to look for this show that... Uh, well, that's Black Books. Anyway, The Office? The Mitchell and Webb look. There's the Mitchell and Webb situation. The Simpsons? Uh, anyway, Bruiser, was that it? No. Um, People say I look like David Mitchell. Who's David Mitchell? The guy in Mitchell and Webb. Oh. Yeah. Right. No, nah, I don't know. I'll show you him later. Cool. Um, Peep show. It's two words. Oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Speaking of Simon's Peg. Whee! Great movie. It's in my top ten. Ooh. Yeah, I forgot about it. You know what the... F- it's not in my top five because I feel like it's better if you don't watch it lots. You know one bit that I could watch countless times and still laugh every time? Where they're like, what's the problem? Never taking a shortcut and then jumps through the fence yeah, and yeah, then yeah. he just plows into plows the through fence. It and deliberately looks at the camera so you know he's doing the stunt himself. Yeah. <laughs> I found that out in the research for the preview but episode. But then keeps going. Like, then he tries to just tries like, to jump go the over the one. And then just goes, oh. And I love that there's obviously a mini tramp on the last oh, piece yeah. for Simon Pegg to do a full leap over. <laughs> great, great. One line that I love that I want to use in life. Okay. To increase the quotability score that's already high. Yep. Um, when he goes... You didn't see his face when he eventually catches that shoplifter. Yeah. And he goes, you know this guy? He goes, yeah, yeah, that's auntie someone's such as cousin's kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, well, why didn't you say? He goes, I couldn't see his face. I'm not made of eyes. <laughs> you know, I that- want to use that in real life. I'm not made of eyes. Yeah, the funny bit, when that shoplifter is walking through town and Simon Pegg's going like, yeah. you know, what's, what about this guy? What about that guy? 
Um, why is he hat down? Why is his hat down? Because he's fuck ugly. Maybe he doesn't want to see his face. Yeah, because he's fuck ugly. Because he's fuck ugly. (laughs) Uh, Great work, Nick. Great work, Simon. Greatest work, Edgar. This is the best of his three Cornetto trilogy movies. Yeah. I'm going to watch Shaun of the Dead again if I ever have time. All these other things that I want to watch, I don't have time because I have to watch so many fucking movies for this podcast. (laughs) That's why I had a list of all these TV shows I was going to watch. I, I got rid of it. I started when I had COVID. I don't I have thought, time to watch The Sopranos now. Fuck. No. When I had COVID, I thought, I'll catch up on some things. Right? Yeah. Some watching things for this. I watched, but I'm like, no, no, I'll just watch TV first. I watched three episodes of Teen Wolf. Nah. And I actually don't remember watching them. Like at the end of the three right. episodes, you could have come to me and said, what happened? And I would not have known what happened, even though... Something homoerotic? I've seen the series before. Right. I couldn't have told you. So then I was like, well, I can't watch the movies for the podcast because we'll get to this point and go, I don't remember I had COVID. Um, are you really watching Teen Wolf for the plot, though? What do you reckon? <laughs> it's the acting, isn't it? It's no the acting. One's, no one's watching <laughs> Teen Wolf for the plot. Not even Colton They're Haynes is watching, watching Teen Wolf for the plot. for Tyler Hoechlin's acting. Acting. Act, yeah, yeah. Yep. Which is a sad thing because I think he's the best actor in it. Oh, he is by a mile. The vet is good. The pe- All the adults are actually really good actors. Isn't the vet like... And then all the boys are just pretty. The vet's someone. Nah, anyway, let's move on. We're not a Teen Wolf podcast either. No, that's another offshoot. If you want a Teen Wolf podcast, let us know. I'll make Brett watch five seasons of Teen Wolf. I watched a bit of Teen Wolf. I just had it on the background when I had COVID. Yeah. Because I could just lie there and I wasn't lying there in silence. Right. Almost dying. Not almost dying. You should have watched Point Break 2, Point Break followed by... Point Breaker. Point Break 2. Point Breaker. Point point Broken. Point Broken. (laughs) Um, Let's have a short break. I need another drink. And then we'll do some Google reviews of Hot Fuzz. Yes. Let's have a chat, an open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything, literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. No pants, no problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favourite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at NoPantsPod. Google reviews. All right. You read a five-star and I'll read a one-star by this guy who has the same name. Such a fantastic movie. Every Edgar Wright movie is so clever with its camera angles. Angle. Lol. (laughs) And dialogue and story. I just love the plot and how a police officer who seems to know everything is put in an unfamiliar situation that really tests the character. It's got great comedy and humour. Simon Peck and Nip Fosh really do make a great team. Now, Ben doesn't understand how Google reviews works. Yeah. Because in the one star, Ben says, such a fantastic movie. Every Edgar Wright movie is so clever with its camera angles, angle, lol, and dialogue and story. It's just, I just love the plot of how a police officer who seems to know... You can delete a Google yeah. review. 
It also has some familiar actors such as Timothy Dalton, oh who acted as a here. James Bond, a uh, James Bond, Bill, Bill Nye, known, known as Davy Jones, Jones in the Pirates, Pirates of the, the Caribbean, Caribbean. Oh, Jim Brombett, who acted as Cornelius Fudge in Harry Potter, nothing else. Ben, That's all he's done. Ben, if you're listening, go back and delete your one star because you look like yeah. an idiot. <laughs> Including a Bill Bailey cameo. I was surprised I didn't pick up. What do you mean you didn't pick up, mate? Anyway. The rest of these one-star reviews are generally people who... Uh, people are idiots, right? Yep. The yep. general public are idiots. Yep. They cannot handle a movie that is not a single genre, obviously. And the one-star reviews that I'm reading through for Hot Fuzz summarise that. British film, British humour, not Monty Python level but with a potload of potential when a super cop gets sent to the country because his level of expertise is making his colleagues look scarce in comparison. Alas, all wasted. To sum it up, this movie gives the feeling of never having decided if its base is ironic comedy, feel-good buddy cop story, slapstick humour, or a true mystery. The result? It never lands in one place long enough to sink your head into or even care one way or the other. It's a shame, really, there were some good names with notable acting chops on the casting list, but they were totally wasted, as was my time. Wow. Glenn. Harsh. All f- ironic comedy, feel-good buddy cop story, slapstick humour, true mystery. Edgar Wright nails all of them. Yeah. If you can get your head around that, watch Transformers. Watch a Michael <laughs> yeah, Bay know. film. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't get around that, don't watch a comedy. I don't understand all... Anybody who watches this and doesn't think it's funny, that's a very bold statement. It doesn't, shouldn't do comedy. No, anyone who enjoys British comedy but thinks this is not funny... Yes. ...is an idiot. Yeah. Here we go. That's a bolder statement yeah, than yeah. what I was going for. But well, anyway. it's slightly less bold because you covered all comedy. Yeah. Which covers, like, everything from everything. Yeah. Okay. This okay. is a five-starer. Even though they've then have a recommended score of nine out of ten. Oh, okay. They've had a Roger Ebert issue mm. of translation. Virtually comedy genius. Making fun of the police. I mean, as if they don't deserve it. Eye roll emoji, crying face emoji. Oh, he didn't put in a hashtag Black Lives Matter, did he? Well, this was a year ago. <laughs> um Lol. Even the title is pure gold. Hot fuzz. Lol. Whoever thought of such a fantastically wonderful sexually innuendo-oriented peach of statement for a comedy (laughs) film about the boys in blue? Our emergency services. If you want to cry with laughter, this is the vehicle for you. Lol. Laughy face emoji. Laughy face emoji. Laugh a face emoji. Monkey a face emoji with its hands covering its eyes. Jesus. You describing emojis is worse than me describing memes. (laughs) Only good thing about this movie is the end credits. What? What? Only good thing about this movie is the end credits. That's it. That's it. That's the whole review. What? Terrible what movie. does that even mean? Terrible movie. My grandpa can make a better movie with his cell phone camera. Well, you're an idiot. Era of androids. You got another one? An old woman shoots at essentially an FBI agent calling him a fascist. He shoots at a plant pot above her, killing her near instantly while calling her a hag. 
This is a joke set up earlier with a crossword puzzle. He then goes on to kill an old man with a sword and shoots a priest who yells, Jesus Christ, when (laughs) shot. This about two-minute scene is one of the best in the movie. Please watch this Is you have any sense of humour. One person found this useful. The The fact that he doesn't kill anyone... But when he hits her in the head with a pot plant, she face plants into a car and her head bleeds <laughs> everywhere is great. Yeah. One issue with this movie that I have, and this uh, review has reminded me of it. Thank you, Noah. It could have been incredible, but no heads were blown up and it was a major plot hole. Oh, you know, yeah, that's I would have liked that. That's yeah. the one question that Nick Frock, Frost Frock. Yeah. asked yeah. that wasn't. Repeated then That would have been good You know Is there a Is it true There's a spot in a man's head If you shoot it His head will explode That would have been good That would have been good If he exploded And you know what It would have been good Really good If Nick Frost shot The person in the head And their head exploded Yes Yeah And he got excited About finding the spot And then they would have gone How's your head It's a G-spot joke And the other one would have gone No complaints I can't believe That I sat and watched This POS Low budget turd Low there goes, budget. There goes two hours of my life that I will never get back. Low budget. People don't get it. No, it's. I don't. Yeah. Anyway, the editing is good. The plot till the first half, until the first half, or in the first half, is fine with few joke, but decreasingly low. It follow. It last big epic showdown was not what Anton wanted. I think they mean anyone, but I don't know if Anton wanted that finish either i love watching hot fuzz because it changed my life i draw some hot fuzz characters and making them all into the cartoon characters i'll cross over the cornetto trilogy with disney's frozen film collection spiru and fantasio and the adventures of tintin into something else that doesn't even make any sense is there a link then to their etsy store (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say, click here to go to our store, yeah. Um, pe- oh, you know what we're finding? People don't get movies. Yeah. Uh, and we do, which is why we host a movie podcast. Yeah. And Shane gives a shit about being movie snobs, but we're better than everyone else. It's definitely one if those films where they knew it was the deaths were cringe and they took that to their advantage. Hilarious film. Okay, that's enough reviews, I think. (laughs) The Chad S. Minquo. I didn't cry. You didn't cry. No, neither did I. House. He lives in a hotel room. But there is the big house that gets blown up. There's a castle. He got a cottage. I want to go with two. It's not one like a trailer. Yeah, but it's not a big but, house. you know, it's not the people living in the caravan that then, that then is under the castle. Gypsy scum. What was the other one he said that was funny? Crusty jugglers. Crusty jugglers. <laughs> crusty jugglers. Crusty jugglers. Thieving children and crusty jugglers. Mm. Five. Alcoholic. Oh, five. Yeah. Drunks everywhere. There is barely a scene with no alcohol. This is the most alcoholic movie we've watched since The Godfather. The only scenes that aren't without alcohol have cake in them. In the police station. Yeah, it's when they're in the police station, (laughs) yeah. And they can't drink in the police station, but instead they have a Black Forest Gatto. Yes. And a month of Chunky Monkey. (laughs) 
Uh, Coke or Pepsi? Don't know. Don't know. I don't think they drink either. No score. Wait, Coke? Nope. Cranberry juice. Cranberry juice. Does it stand up? Yes. Yes. It's only been 15 years, but yes. On a scale of one to five? Yeah. I would say a four. I say a five. Nothing's aged. It's not very diverse, isn't it? I don't know. I'm just trying to pick a flaw. There's a woman in it. (laughs) Officer. Officer, sorry. Then I'll give it a 4.5. I'll knock... Uh, that's just me point. being a dick, though. Just saying that's like people are listening. I'm from, looking for people are listening from the Facebook comments of Three AW's Facebook page, yeah. and abusing you for demanding that there's diversity in a movie. <laughs> Fuck you, Neil Mitchell. Memorability high, four and a half. Yeah, four. And because a half. I don't, I don't remember the um, police station getting blown up ending. Yeah. That's pretty much the only thing I don't really remember about the story. I did. When I see when I first saw the sea mine in the movie, I knew that the sea mine blew up at the end of the movie, but I didn't know that it was Clancy and Constable Joe style blowing yeah, up the police okay. station. Impact. It's hard to know because it's only been 15 years and yeah. Edgar Wright's still making movies. I don't know if it's necessarily impactful. But the type of movie that it is, is very good. (laughs) (laughs) Write that on a Google. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like three. This kind of action comedy, blah blah. What's it? It's very. It's it's like the best of of that genre. Yeah, of mixed genre that people in the white stars on Google can't understand. Yeah. Nostalgia. It's only 15 years old, I'll but I'm going to give it a, it a three. Two. And a two? Yeah. Okay. What did I say for impact? Oh, we three. said 2007. Yeah. There's nostalgia about this is one of the early movies that I watched with my now husband. Oh. Yeah. Quotability. I really want to put in five. my top off in this lay-by. <laughs> I'll say four. Which doesn't really work in Australia because we don't call them laybys. The lay-by is the back at Kmart where kids, where parents who can't afford toys God. for their kids put them on lay-by. <laughs> so I can't what walk into a lay-by? lay-by. I can't walk into a lay-by in Kmart and go, oh, I've had my top off in this lay-by while some 45-year-old mum of four is putting Lego on yeah. hold. <laughs> it's a lay-by is the pull to the side to Park your oh, car. of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. call it's like a rest area in yeah. Australia. Yeah, quotability. I'm gonna give it a four. Yeah, it's same. got some great lines, but I don't hear them a lot. Although I have quoted time... a lot of time in anything from the shop, Cornetto, but that's more yeah. from Shaun of the Dead than this. Um, and I often, whenever I'm at the footy and it gets to quarter time, I do say to people, anything from the shop. So, but that's also from like an ad where tradies ask if anyone wants anything from the shop and they come back with a four and 20 pie. Rabbit food again. Yeah. (laughs) That's the 90s commercial. I just popped into my head. Anyway, Um, that was a very obscure reference. If anybody gets that, can you please (laughs) let me know? The next time that mum asks me to look for something in the shop and I can't find it. And mum goes, is it there? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not made of eyes. Yeah. I'm going to use it. <laughs> okay, good. Be ready, mum. Mum loves this movie. He's fuck ugly. He's fuck ugly. I'm going to say fuck ugly instead of and fuck ugly now. And I'm just going to say cock. <laughs> <laughs> I 
overall rating. I'm giving it a four and a half. I'm giving it's in my it top ten. A four. Ooh, what? And a half. Oh, okay. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, four and a half. It's a fucking great movie. It's there's not much wrong with it. Okay, now I need to do some maths. On the Chad S. Minquo, on the Chad, it got a seven. That's let down by let down by Coke Pepsi. And crying. And crying, no crying. Yeah. Um, there's no crying in hot fuzz. There's no crying Reference in for future Gloucestershire. On the Minquo, it got a forty five point five. Is that all? Yeah. And on, so then overall, it got a, oh, Jesus Christ, Google Sheets, work with me here. So, yeah, that seems like. That low. seems like. Can I, can I check you're working? Can you yeah, see? okay. So it is 52.5 out of 75. Which is quite low, but I think it's let down by nostalgia and impact, really. Yeah, because they're not that old, but it's also let down by Coke or Pepsi. I can't. If it was an American movie, they'd 100% have jammed one of those in. If it was an American movie, he'd be drinking a Coke or a Pepsi instead of a cranberry juice. Yeah. For yeah, the yeah. product placement. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I didn't cry. I don't think it's really a cry movie. Maybe you could have at the I end. I at the end of thought... an episode of The Simpsons. It's, it doesn't matter whether it's a crying that, no, movie No, I don't think that's... Cry- that's like Happy Tears because it's a newer Simpsons episode and you're happy that it's over. Happy <laughs> There you go. That's my dig at the Simpsons. Oh, as much ding. as we reference the Simpsons, it's all the old ones. Yeah, uh, and then nothing past season ten. Really, we don't reference anything system past nineteen ninety eight. Fifty two point five out of seventy five ranks it uh, much higher than Wayne's World, and higher than uh, Sister Act. I think yes, higher than Sister Act and higher Sister than Act Sister two. Act. Uh, higher than the cabin in the woods, higher than Fern Gully, higher than Twelve Angry Men. It does put it up there. Higher than Princess Bride, higher than uh, much higher than Romeo Cabaret. Yeah. Not higher than Singing in the Rain. Higher than Kill Bill. Yeah. Godfather is winning by a mile, sixty-one and a half. Because they drink I so much. I have a feeling. That there is a Patreon episode coming up that could eclipse The Godfather. Oh, a league of their own. Yeah, and it's... Really? And it's not because it's a better movie than The Godfather. It's (laughs) because I think that on the scale of everything, it could be quite high. If we put a horny quotient onto Hot Fuzz, that does aid it. Yeah, well, just because of Doris. Yeah, true. Um, let's do a trivia. Okay. All right, we're going to do a trivia. We had a talk before the episode about what we're going to do, uh, and we talked about the potential of doing a top four, but the top yeah. four for Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are the same four movies. Are the th- yeah, well... Yeah. yeah, They just might be in a slightly different order. That's all we're yeah, going to be guessing. Yeah, it's Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz... At World's, World's End, End and Paul and Paul or f- Run Fat Boy Run. There's an obscure one for Simon. Oh, for Pegg. Simon Pegg, yeah, that's yeah. probably going to be in there too. The way IMDb works, <laughs> and then yeah, it, it's just anyway, whatever. We're going to do a six degrees of um, 
what do we call this? Two, Two Drink, Drink Cinema. Cinema. That's our podcast uh, name. And the number that it's come up with is that. So we are doing... Oh, Jesus. Why does this one always come up? Oh, it's not Fern Gully again, is it? We are doing Hot Fuzz to Spartacus. Spartacus. Yes. I'm Spartacus and so is my wife. Spartacus. Hot Fuzz to I'm Spartacus. Done. I can't think. Okay, okay, okay. You know what else is done? A this tough pen. one. I just grabbed it. <laughs> Do we need a pause so you can go get a pen? You've got your computer there. Do it on your computer. Um, hot fuzz to Spartacus. Um, Which Bond was he? Um, James. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. I'm gonna edit that. Pa- I'm gonna edit that pause out so it seems like I'm fucking bang. Click on it. Oh no. <laughs> Which Bond was he? James. Not Jamie, the new girl Bond. Oh, God, don't say that. So It disgusts you, so. <laughs> no, but uh, it doesn't disgust me that a woman can play James Bond because a woman can be a spy, right? Even though they didn't think Angelina Jolie could be a good spy, so they rewrote it to her husband saved her insult, right? Right, okay. Yep. The original, the movie Salt. Yeah, I know, it was written for Tom Cruise, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, whatever. Um... Anyway, I'm going to edit that all out. Spartacus. Hey? Spartacus. Okay. Um, so that's got him in it. Oh, okay. This is... I actually skipped a step. And what's his Him face to him there? to him. What's Jodie Foster been in? How'd you get to Jodie Foster? Well, I might explain it if I need to. Hmm. Um, and what's her name? <laughs> I think I've got it. Okay. Think, oh, no. That just loops back to Bill Nye. Don't worry. <laughs> um, okay. I, I linked Hot Fuzz to Bill Nye and thought I thought we were doing like Hot Fuzz to Pirates Harry of the Potter. Caribbean. <laughs> no, I linked it to Love Actually. I went I went Hot Fuzz, Bill Nye, Love Actually, Kira Knightley, Pirates of the Barry Caribbean, <laughs> Bill Nye. That's what I did <laughs> in my head. I don't think I can do it because I like I don't know that many movies with Tony Curtis or Kirk Douglas in it. Oh, and that other guy in it too. Who? Andre the Giant. I don't know why he popped into my head. Do you reckon Maggie Smith and um, Bill Nye have done a movie together? Is he in that exotic Marigold Hotel junk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in one of them. Done. You haven't just looped it to Harry Potter, have you? No. Oh, Harry Potter. I think I've done. Yeah. I got stuck on Jodie Foster, which is stupid because I don't know anything that Jodie Foster's done. Except apart from like Taxi Driver or Panic Room. Silence of the Lambs? Silence of the Lambs. Is that Anthony Hopkins? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I've just looped Hot Fuzz to Hot Fuzz. (laughs) (laughs) We're not very good today, are we? I do this all the time. Yeah. Fucking hell. I went Anthony Hopkins to Olivia... I went Olivia Coleman to Anthony Hopkins to Jodie Foster to Christian Stewart yeah. to Robert Pattinson to Bill Nye. That's how I looped Hot Fuzz back to Hot Fuzz. <laughs> Jesus. I think I've done it. I just, I'm done. So I went Hot Fuzz is Bill Nye. Yep. Who's in Harry Potter and one of them yep. with Maggie Smith. Yep. Who did like Henry V with Laurence Olivier, who is in um, Spartacus. That's good. That's I'm pretty a, sure that's, that's real. Google it then. 
Let me just check. I think we did the same thing again when we did Maggie Smith versus Direct. Whether or not she was in Henry V or King Lear or something yeah. else. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've gotten stuck on Jodie Foster and that's not helping me oh, at all. And it also works because they're in the best exotic Marigold Hotel. Yeah, Maggie I Smith and was. Bill Nye, um, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. Let's script all the way back to her IMDb. And she was in something in the 60s. Uh, Othello. Yes. It wasn't Richard V, uh, Henry V, it was Othello. Was Kevin Costner in a movie with Jodie Foster? God, it sounds terrible. <laughs> Are you going Tony Curtis, Jack Lemon To JFK. Yeah, to JFK. To try and modernise it. Because the other modern of Jack Lemmon is Walter Matthau. How are you getting to Jodie Foster? I know, I just, Jodie Foster popped into my head. I'm going down from Bill Nye to Robert Pattinson to Christian Stewart to Jodie Foster because Christian Stewart was in Panic Room with Jodie Foster. But I don't know why I decided that, like, Jodie Foster is the key to this. And now I'm stuck on Jodie Foster. Okay. Okay. Let's look at Jodie Foster movies. I'll try to help you out. So she was in Taxi Driver. Well, yeah, with Robert De Niro. With Robert De Niro, who was considered for a role in, like everybody else, like a role in Con Air. Yeah. Which is coming up on patreon.com forward slash two drink cinema if you want our preview of Con Air before we get the review in a week um, or so. Her top four are Silence of the Lambs, Contact, The Brave One, Taxi Driver. Panic Room should be instead of The Brave One. Um, IMO. I think somebody else is in Panic Room that's kind of famous. Forrest Whitaker. Jared Leto. No, that doesn't help me. I'm not... Just fuck off Jodie Foster. <laughs> right? Not How in did general. you get Bill Nye to Robert Pattinson? Harry Potter. Then I don't think they're in the same no, they're Harry not. Potter. They're not. I win. You win? Yeah. Quite comfortably. Which is rare. I usually win these ones. Yeah. Well, I done. was trying to do some Tony Curtis to Jack Lemon as well. Yeah, because I'm trying to keep it all within the realm of two drink cinema, so we can cross promote and say we've done Spartacus <laughs> and we've done some like it hot. Yeah. We haven't done Panic Room or Twilight or Harry Potter or JFK. Probably but won't in my list. Uh, we haven't done Silence of the Lambs either. No. We haven't done Taxi Driver. You haven't done any Jodie Foster movies. No, sorry, Jodie. I'm going to get it while we're making the cocktail for our next recording, I reckon. Okay, good. Thank you. So if during our next episode, you'll be able to tell listeners because Lee will just yell out like, oh, she was in that. Yeah, I'll get it and I'll just stick it into the next review. Thanks for listening to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if your app allows it, give us a rating and review. If you want to support us for making more great content, as well as you can get five bonus episodes a month, then patreon.com forward slash two drink cinema. The support levels start at just $3 a month uh, and make a huge difference to everything that we are doing. Uh, We've got some merch to give away at some point. There'll be a little announcement about that shortly. Thank you for listening to our episode about Hot Fuzz. Thank you, Brett. Thanks, Lee. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Drink Cinema. Make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss any future episodes. 
please share with a friend and leave a rating and review. It goes a long way to help us reach a bigger audience. This show is produced by Oddsocks Entertainment. For more of Oddsocks Entertainment's work, including the show notes for this episode, follow the link in this episode description. Follow us on all your social platforms and join our Facebook group to connect with us. Thanks for listening. Happy watching and drink responsibly. Cheese. <laughs>